We've got a lot going on today, right? A lot going on. We're saying uh, goodbye and sending off uh, Mrs. Gomes today. It's Father's Day. We're commissioning our VBS volunteers. In case you wondered what all this crazy stuff was up here, this is for VBS. We usually don't do this during the summer. Uh, but we've got a lot of big stuff going on this morning. And our appointed gospel reading, it sort of brings and ties it all together. And I want to start off a little bit with Father's Day. First, we had Mark Bogue up here leading worship with his two kids. We had two other dads leading worship up there as well. And uh, then we had Adam and Abby uh, leading us in that song right now from Carrie Underwood. Pretty awesome job. Now, let's give it up for them again as well. They sang that song, The Girl You Think I Am by Carrie Underwood. And I, uh, what I like about that song is that in a world where dads are often portrayed as losers, unsophisticated, unemotional, lazy idiots who only care about sports and other unmentionables, it's pretty good to hear a song from our secular culture that lifts up fatherhood. It's good to see a good dad singing, leading worship with his kids on Sunday morning. And I got three daughters, so when I sat down and really looked at the lyrics to that song, I have to admit I got a little uh, misty-eyed especially at that stanza that said, I've been daddy's little girl since my first cry, and it was hard turning 18, saying goodbye. You told me I was going to take the world by storm, and mama said you cried all the way home. That's totally going to be, I'm the crying pastor. I'm going to be crying three times over. It's going to happen. I'm surprised I'm not crying right now. Mark, you crying down there? Yeah, just a little bit. All right. He's got a little, you got a little of a glimpse, all right? All right. <clears throat> That's going to be me. And I love my kids. I love being with them, right? I'm trying to be a good dad. Uh, my wife was gone last weekend. I made it through that. But Sunday night, I was like, kids, you know what? Let's go to the circus. We're going to get home at like midnight, and you got to get up early on Monday morning. But as a good dad, I think that it's going gonna, it's gonna to work out, right? It's going to be okay. I think it did. I even got a picture, all right? There we go. I paid 20 bucks for that, so I'm going to get some mileage out of it, all right? <laughs> Hashtag Circus Vargas. It was pretty cool. I think they're still going on. All right. All right, back to the song. I digressed a little bit. <clears throat> I get the song because it really paints a picture of what and how a father should see his kids, what a father should communicate to his kids. And in that song, we see this father uh, seeing and approaching and viewing his daughter as faithful, as strong, as courageous, as brave, as beautiful. We see this father believing in his daughter even when she feels weak, believing that she can do the impossible when she thinks she can't. The father is empowering his daughter, lifting up her best quality, supporting her so much. I love that image of a father. And as I was looking through the lyrics and I was thinking about good dads this past week, it reminded me of a good father that we know that has been in our midst and who is with his heavenly father now, Jim Bodie. Uh, you know Jim Bodie, a teacher, a principal, a good father. And I remember at his memorial, his son Matt, friend of mine said these words. He said, my father demanded so little from you, but you wanted to give him so much. Let me say those words again. My father demanded so little from you, but you wanted to give him so much. I just love that picture of a father. I hope that someday I could be described that way. I got a long way to go, but I love that image of good father. I want you to see another image of a good father. Be forewarned, it's a commercial about peanut butter Cheerios, but it's got some good stuff here. Check this video out. Oh, 
course I'm awake. Is that a new mask? Oh, yeah. I love it. It's really creepy. I know, right? Yeah, good stuff. Thanks. Hey, let me introduce myself. My name is, and proud of it, and all dads should be. You know why. Kids think we're awesome. We get our hands messy. We tell hilarious jokes. Hey, Nolan, we gotta get up, buddy. Wake up, big lazy. We never say no to dress up. We build the best boards. We do work, work, and we do homework. We lead by example, we blow their minds. Can't believe he's his father. I know, that is called a plot twist. Being awesome isn't about breaking rules, it's about making them. Hot stuff coming through. Wife and the coffee. And breakfast is for breakfast. Hey, Nolan, give me a look here. Suggestion, that's a boy, that's a man. But it's also for lunch, dinner, and midnight snacks. Scrape knees aren't boo-boos, they are badges of bravery on the playground. Hey, Victoria, that profile pic, awesome. When you're a dad, hugs can be bear hugs, but they can also be high fives, fist bumps, and next level handshakes. Kids. They're our best friends. They're our greatest fans. Buddy, you've been gaining muscle mass. Nice. And they look to us like the same way we look at superheroes. Up, because we're taller. Now, dadhood isn't always easy. When a rule is broken, we're the enforcement. Hey, buddy, it's garbage day. But when a heart is broken, we're the reinforcement. And we wouldn't have it any other way, because being a dad is awesome. All right, you get the point, you know, a lot of other stuff about peanut butter Cheerios. For some reason, I have like a bunch of Cheerio boxes at home right now, and I don't know why, why that is. <laughs> I love that video, though. I showed it in our Discover experience, our new member class, all the time. And uh, <clears throat> there's some cool things to learn about dads in there. You know, he talks about leading by example. Uh, dads are awesome because they make rules, don't break them. And that when rules are broken, dads are the enforcement. And when hearts are broken, dads are the reinforcement. It's a pretty awesome and rare image of a good father in our contemporary culture, and it's in a Cheerios commercial. It's crazy. But on Father's Day, the reason why I'm showing you these images, I think it's good to lift up good images of fathers, good examples of fathers. Mark leading worship with his kids, Adam and Abby. The father in the Carrie Underwood song. Jim Bodie, even the Cheerios dad. All of these fathers have something in common. They're planting seeds of hope. They're planting seeds of love and of faith and of joy and of confidence and truth and of God's word and his strength into the lives of their children. They're planting seeds that will grow deep roots and fully grow into maturity one day, year after year after year after year. All of those images of good fathers are good. But all of those images are not originals. They're reproductions, they're copies, they're reflections. At the end of the day, they're reflections of the heavenly father. Because you see, fatherhood wasn't invented by humanity, it was created by God. We didn't name God father because we're making him in our own image. It's the opposite of that. He shares the title father with us and the role of father with us. And if you're a dad in the room... And if you think about that long enough, you realize how sacred that is, how humbling that is, how awesome that is, and what an awesome opportunity that is for us as dads. And that means that we as dads, and I would argue every man in this room as well, we have a big responsibility 
to reflect the fatherhood of God in our lives and to those around us. We have the responsibility to plant great seeds into the fertile ground that is just waiting and yearning to have life and to have growth in purpose and in life and in mission. And in our gospel reading, Jesus actually talks about that. In our gospel reading, he's teaching these powerful parables. They're stories that drive home a point, and they draw us in, and then we look at them, and we see the point, but then we could spend an eternity studying them because they're so meaningful. Mark chapter 4, verse 33 talks about it this way. It says, with many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable, but when he was alone with his own disciples, he explained everything. And then he tells them this parable in verse 26. Jesus also said, he said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. This is what the reign of God is like. This is what it's like in God's family and having him as father. It's like this, he says. He says, a man scatters seed on the ground. And that man ultimately is referring to Jesus scattering the word of God into people's lives. But ultimately, in Jesus, it's referencing God the Father. It's God the Father planting seeds. God the Father communicating love to his children. And that's an awesome picture of what good fathers do. They scatter seeds. They plant seeds of hope and love and grace and mercy and truth and all of that good stuff from God. And really, that's all they can do. Jesus talks about it, and he continues on the verses of 27. He says, night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. And as soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. And as you read that parable, and we, sure, we think about it being on Father's Day, and that's what good fathers do. They plant seeds in their kids' lives. They scatter the seed of God's uh, hope and word. But on this day, we realize that it's not just the father's job, right? Our teachers do it. Our principals do it. Robin Gomes is a great example of that. Our VBS volunteers in the room here this morning, they do it. We're going to commission you in a moment to do that, to scatter the seed of God's love and his word into so many kids' lives this week. And I was reminded of the importance of this reality this past week, especially. We had two funerals this past week. I led one of them. Both men, both loved fathers. And this Father's Day is going to be a struggle, right? A struggle for their families. A struggle. And I know that many of you in the room today, if for whatever reason you see those images of good fathers, and we should lift those images up, but for some reason you're struggling or you're left wanting. You're struggling with that. It could be because of death. It could be because of divorce. It could be abandonment or abuse. Or for some other reason, there's a strain in there with your image of fatherhood. I totally get that. I struggle with Father's Day too. I love being a father On the father's side of it, I got my kids. I'm trying to be a good dad. I'm not perfect, but I love being a father. But I could see it on the other side, too, because my dad, my father, he died 11 years ago. So I mourn and I grieve that even 11 years afterward. And to be honest, he did plant some good seeds into my life, but my father definitely failed in many areas. There are some big, important seeds that he needed to plant into my life that he did not. 
So I totally get the struggle with Father's Day. But I want you to hear today, God, I can tell from my own life, my heavenly Father, he saw to it that teachers like, and principals like Robin Gomes, and church leaders like UVBS volunteers, and youth pastors like Pastor Trevor, Trevor, and worship leaders like Mr. Marco, and so many fine Christians like every one of you in the room, they took Jesus, God the Father's call, seriously from the Word, and they continued God the Father's work. They continued Jesus' work of planting seeds, scattering seeds of God's love and His hope and His truth and His grace and His mercy. And, and it gets so at some of those seeds landed into my life. And so some of the seeds that I didn't get from my dad that I should have, I got from God the Father through His people, working through people like you. Those seeds are everywhere. I want you to hear that today. And I hope that everyone in the room hears today the importance of that distinction. That not just fathers, but teachers and principals and VBS leaders and moms and grandparents and uncles and aunts and every one of you in the room today, you never know how scattering one little seed of God's love, how it's going to manifest and grow. Jesus talks about it in the parable that follows the one I just read. In verse 30, he says this. Again, Jesus said, What shall we say the kingdom of God, the reign of God, the family of God, where he is heavenly father, what should we say it's like? What parable, what story shall we use to describe? Verse 33 says, It's like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. Yet when it planted, it grows it becomes the largest of all the garden plants with such big branches that birds can perch in its shade. Now, on one level, Jesus is ultimately talking about Christianity here, all right? Christianity, which had a very, in the world's eyes, insignificant beginning. There was the calling of fishermen and some other unsavory people uh, in this unimportant area called Galilee, this small group of nobodies led by this unheard of obscure rabbi named Jesus eventually became the largest of religions in the world. Christianity spread worldwide. The smallest of little seeds became the largest of plants. We also can drive that reality home as individuals into our lives. You may think that the little seeds that you're sowing, that you are planting, you may think that they're so small that nothing's ever going to happen, that your work for God is not going to change lives. I remember talking to one of our members a few years back, right out there on the playground. I was talking to her, and she was telling me about how she came to know God and how she became a Christian. And she told me how she didn't come from a church family growing up, but somehow she made it here to vacation Bible schools like 20 or 30 years ago. And she basically said that the VBS volunteers planted a seed of faith in her life of God's love. Little tiny seed. And it grew year after year into robust and vibrant faith. So I want you to hear that. How important your work of scattering the seed of God's word is. But I also want you to hear something important about that work. That work takes time, right? Plants don't grow overnight. Jesus was getting that in the first parable when he said those words. He said, first the seed is cast, then it sprouts, then the head, then the full kernel, then it's ripe, then the harvest. 
takes time. And you got to trust that the seeds of God's love and truth that you plant and that you sow, you got to trust that those seeds will grow. Just like that mustard seed, the growth can almost be unbelievable. So I have a word of encouragement, maybe a word of admonishment to those of you in the room who are strong in your faith. Those of you who are deeply rooted, you are established, you are planted Christians. God is calling you to scatter the seed of his word and his truth and his love and his grace, his son Jesus. That's a tall order, especially for you dads, you fathers. I'm challenging you to continue down that path today. We're here for you. I'll help you with it. And maybe I'll get some help from you too. But it's a tall order not only for dads, it's a tall order for all of us who have been on this path with Jesus for a while. We're not called just to grow into big old fat mustard plants, right? We're called to scatter the seed of God's love in Jesus Christ. Now, I also want to flip it on the other end of this thing too. Because maybe you're struggling with Father's Day right now. And maybe you doubt that God can work in your life. Maybe you're depressed. Maybe you're in despair. Maybe you have no words of hope. And maybe, maybe this is actually the first time one little seed of hope and truth and of God the Father's love is being planted in your heart. I want you to give it time. I want you to hear that that seed will grow step by step, year by year. Keep watering it with God's forgiveness. Catch all the seeds that you can from whoever is casting them out. Water them with God's truth and forgiveness. And know that one little tiny seed of God's love can grow into the largest of plants. And one day, others will come to find shade in the shadow of your branches. So, my friends, this sermon is pretty simple. Scatter the seeds. Trust that they will grow in their lives and in your life.